Hi, everybody. I'm Ross the Boss, and welcome to Fantasy Football Talk with the Boss and the Hustler. Hustler, welcome to the show. What up? What's going down, everybody? A lot of it's going down, and we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about tight ends, the ones that play football, not the ones we see in the street. And we're going to talk about defensive players, not teams, players, actual players that you will draft during this fantasy football season that you should have on your team. Right? Right. Oh, God. Before we get started, let's talk about big news today, yesterday. What, Mr. Watt, Deshaun Watson got his sentence. Uh, it was a kind of weird thing. It was like a judge decided like what his sentence would be. Six games, Hustler. NFL has three days to appeal it if they want to make it longer or shorter, but they probably, you know, if they appeal it, then it's going to be longer. Uh, what's your opinion? Do you think it's fair? People are have both sides are both chapping away on Twitter all over the place. What's your opinion on six games for Watson? Well, first off, I just have to say, like, any kind of sexual abuse, you know, is just wrong. And I know I may get a lot of heat for what I think about this, but I think the six games is fair. Because he didn't get brought up on any criminal charges. I mean, multiple judges, different courts, they wouldn't even hear this case. So, I mean, that, that's what it all comes down to. Like, I mean, he violated things that did not exist in the NFL's uh, personal conduct policy. There, there will be things added now, you know, because of him and because of the kind of things that he did. I know a lot of people think that it's a it's unfair compared to what Ridley did. But Ridley broke like a written rule, like it was very black and white, you know, with what he did. A lot of gray areas with what Deshaun Watson did. And the NFL was smart for bringing in um, an independent judge, you know, on this who both parties agreed on. So they wouldn't be the ones to, I, I don't know, over um, get a little bit crazy or un underestimate, you know, everything. So I, I think it was fair. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but he's not a criminal. He's just a sicko. I agree. Calvin Ridley, just everybody knows, $1,500 he wagered on, on the website. I'm not going to plug it, so I'm not going to say the website. But um, he bet on his team, basically. That's a big no-no. Everybody knows that. When you sign a contract, everybody has that clause in their contract. It's like you don't bet on sports, basically. So he's gone for the year. Josh Gordon smokes a little weed. He's like – he's been – he was gone for like 25 games. I, they yeah. like – they put him away for smoking weed. And it's like, I, it's a little secret. I want to tell you hustler. A lot of the guys on NFL teams smoke a lot of weed, not a little bit, but a lot. They make you look like, like a, like a, like a Quaker. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I would get the word Quaker in this show, but I did. But again, I mean, six games, you know what I, you know what to see, which I'm not making to the public is exactly what happened in these locked rooms. Right. You know, did he expose himself? Did he grab them? What I mean, what did he do for all this craziness to happen? I mean, was he like belligerent? I mean, what I, I'm just curious. I, I didn't see it, so I can't say if it was like if it's if it was a harsh or if it was light. I have no idea. You know what the thing I'm happy about the most, Hustler, is it's over with. I'm tired yeah. of talking about it. I'm tired of speculating. So he's gone for six games. Is he still like fantasy worthy? What's your take on Deshaun Watson? What where do you take him in the draft right now? Are you going to draft him? What's your take? Go. He is going to be fantasy worthy for sure. I mean, he's missing six games. You know that is a nice percentage of the season, but he's going to be better than a lot of these trash quarterbacks. You know that are out there. These guys that people don't want to draft. And Deshaun Watson, he will be drafted in a lot of these leagues. Um, 
There may be people who drop them, you know, because, uh, I don't know, maybe they just lose the first five games or something because, you know, their team sucks. But I feel like he's going to be drafted in a lot of these leagues. And it might be, if it's a super flex league, maybe it's somewhere in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. If it is a, a single QB league, he's probably getting drafted in double-digit rounds. I agree. I mean, when he played for Houston back in the day, it's like back in the day, it's been so long. I mean, he was he was a guy to be reckoned with. I mean, he wasn't like a guy that was like average. He was he was top tier, and I don't say that to many players. There's only a few top tier guys. He was a top tier quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he was that good. So I agree with you. I think he'll be drafted. I took him in a few best ball things. I took him in as my third quarterback, just because God forbid he has some huge games. You know, later in the year, I'm there. I got him. He only so, has four seasons in the NFL, and he's been a top 10 fantasy QB three seasons. It's not too bad. Not too shabby. Those are Ross to boss numbers. I like that a lot. Um, and plus, in Cleveland, it's going to be a great place. A, they have a great running game. B, he has a great offensive line. And C, he'll he'll find a way to win in Cleveland. I'm excited to watch him play. And he's a, he's a great player. I, I know there's people that are going to like be against him until they die or he's out of the league, whatever comes yeah. first. So, I mean, you can't change those people's opinion. So I'm not here to change anybody's opinion. What I do want to say is this. I don't know the facts. Hustler doesn't know the facts. So we can't really comment if it was fair or not. I have no idea. So I have no idea. But talking about something I do have an idea about is Mr. Debo Samuel, the, the wide receiver slash running back, and he's going to play running back again this year, folks. They, they already said it. You know, Shanahan said it. So what, he signed a huge deal. He's happy now. He's in camp. What's your opinion on Debo? Where do you have him fantasy-wise with Trey Lance as his quarterback? What's your whole opinion about the situation? First off, shout out to Antonio. What up, dude? Uh, so Antonio. Debo, yeah, he is going to get used as an RB and a wide receiver. They were smart enough to make sure that there was uh, clauses in his contract, like bonuses, you know, for certain types of like rushing statistics and things like that. And yeah, I mean, he's a top 10 wide receiver, like for sure. Like, I don't think he's outside of the top 10 in anybody's wide receiver ranks. Definitely not mine. And um, last week we did wide receivers. I had him uh, ranked number nine in my ranks. And I think I'm moving him up just a couple spots. Moving on up to the big time. Now, the reason you're doing that is because his coach came out and said he's going to get some reps at running back. Is that the reason he's moving up or just because he signed a big deal? Well, because he signed the big deal, because in the clause, he has bonuses, you know, for the rushing statistics. That's all he wants is to be compensated for the work that he's doing. He doesn't want to be paid, you know, like a running back when he's being a running back and a wide receiver. You know, it's the same argument that Le'Veon Bell, you know, had because uh, so Le'Veon Bell is leading his team damn near, you know, in uh, um, re uh, receptions and like rushing yards and Debo. I mean, all the touchdowns he had, he was the best run, you know, almost the best runner because Elijah Mitchell was pretty good, you know, last year. But yeah, it, it's all about the money. You got to follow the money. Debo is going to be uh, really happy going into camp. And now that he's going to make more money for being a rusher, I think he's going to want that ball more as, as a rusher. I, I think you're 100% right. I think his stock has moved up. And if I had to pick one receiver that's like a double threat, it's him. And I, I he moved up. He's in the top five right now for me. Uh, I know he was your nine. I think I had him at seven. But now he's in top five just because of the running back aspect. If he can get 10 to 12 handoffs a game and maybe get a goal line touchdown, you know how valuable that is, Hustler? Too, you know how valuable oh, yeah. that is? To the moon. To the moon. 
So something I'm excited about, I know you hate talking about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hard Knocks coming back August 9th. It's the Detroit Lions. For some reason, I thought it was the Colts. Did they switch on us last minute or what? I don't know what happened. But it's the Detroit Lions. I saw the promo trailer for it. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm, I was being more excited. I got to pick actually back the Colts. But now the Lions, I mean, it should be interesting. They do have some personalities on that team. I, you'll be, you told me you'll watch because I want to talk about it on air. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it premieres next week. I'm excited. Um, a lot of, I don't know if you follow this, but there's been a lot of like fights going on in camp. Like, like Metcalf oh, yeah. got in a big fight with some defenseman guy. I mean, in the whole book. Brandon, I, Brandon, Ayuk and Fred Warner were about to throw blows out there. I mean, what is going on in these camps? What, why are these players going after each other with their own teammates? What is going on hustler? <laughs> it's just, it's that football mode, you know, like that's what it is. Like they're out there to kill everybody and uh, you know, they're, they're just going hard. I mean, a lot of guys are fighting for positions guys like Brandon Ayuk, who everyone thinks is the number one wide receiver last year. All of a sudden Debo gets the big payday. Brandon Ayuk is probably like, Oh, you know, where, where's my payday? You know? And I mean, who knows if he is, I'm just speculating, but everybody just has a lot of testosterone flying around and nobody of, wants to feel like they're getting punked out there a lot of detosity a lot of stuff's going on um it's just going to you know and it makes news because there's nothing else to talk about nfl if a player throws a blow oh it's news you gotta talk about it. it's it's not really news they've been doing it ever since training camp ever opened something i want really to talk about then we'll talk about tight ends and your rankings i can't wait um because i'm a bengal fan Twenty-eight thousand people showed up to opening training camp in Cincinnati. at Cincinnati. well it's in wilmington it's outside of cincinnati but 28,000 people showed up and Hell yeah and for the Reds opening weekend when the Reds opened up they didn't even have come close to 20,000 people combined so it just shows you how people are starving for these camps and we're lucky enough in California we have in Oxnard which is only 45 minutes away we have the Dallas Cowboys that has camp and I go once in a while and it's a party I mean people are there the Cowboy fans are going crazy people are drinking they're laughing they're having players are signing autographs because it's a great time what it's all about it's all about needs it. to experience that kind of stuff and you know I, I you know maybe you can meet me at oxnard and we'll, we'll i know you're not a cowboy guy but it, they do put a good good training camp on in oxnard it's a fun time and i suggest anybody who's a football fan would have a great time going let's talk about tight ends i know it's a subject that you in your leagues you basically have a flex position for tight ends so in your in your league basically you only draft about five to six tight ends if i had to guess um maybe no seven. no there's still going to be more tight ends drafted than that it's just okay. maybe there's only five or six tight ends that are starting Got you it. know in a week but um a lot of times because of the tight end premium you're, you're going to be starting a few tight ends versus like some of these wide receiver fours you know these rb you know these flex rb guys i, I i'm not you know i'm not just i'm just saying in your in your in your 12 team league just thinking offhand i think about six or seven tight ends would start um and the rest would be on the bench but that's what i was trying to say so let's talk who's your i mean it's like an obvious question but maybe you'll surprise me but i'm sure you won't uh who's your number one tight end go shout out to sir bongs a lot what up dude uh i'm <laughs> starting off with uh travis kelsey i mean i don't i mean mark andrews yeah he finished as the highest um scoring tight end last year but travis kelsey i mean he's just as consistent as they come if Mark Andrews, you know, declines a little bit on the TDs, I mean, it's just going to make it that much easier for Travis Kelsey to get back to the number one status and no Tyree kill. So there's going to be a whole bunch of extra passes that are going to be going his way. Doesn't matter if people know 
that he's getting the ball or not. He's way too talented and you just can't stop him all the time. So when you're drafting Kelsey, what's the highest you would draft him in your, in your, in a draft? I mean, I I'd be willing to draft him in the first round. It really just depends on how things are shaping out um, because it is tight end premium. So maybe like end of the first round. And uh, in these leagues, I mean, the running backs are really, really valuable, but a lot of these leagues, we start three wide receivers. So the wide receivers are a little bit more valuable than the running backs because you start more. And uh, yeah, like that, that's what it all comes down to. I feel safe having Travis Kelsey versus some of these RBs who I'll be nervous if they're going to get hurt or not early. No, Kelsey, as we know, it's, it's Mahomes' favorite target. It's not a secret. And they even try to double team him. It doesn't work. I know he's a year older, but he says, oh, he's a year older. He's getting old and he doesn't, it doesn't matter. This guy's going to have a hundred something receptions and prediction here. I would say 14 touchdowns. What, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's usually around double digits, you know, so now with Tyreek Hill gone and those four, what do you have? 14 um, touchdown receptions last year. You know, those are going to be vacated. There's going to be a lot to go around for Kelsey. Yeah, I'm excited. Number one red zone target on the team. It's, it's going to be good. So who? that's my number one, too. I didn't, there's no surprise here. Who's your number two tight end? Go. Mark, Mark Andrews. I mean, uh, did the tight end blanket for Lamar Jackson, and I, I don't think that goes away. I just like Travis Kelsey a little bit more because of the volume. Mark Andrews is usually only playing like 75% of the snaps, and it's because of the uh, – I, I always forget if he has type 1 or type 2 uh, diabetes, but because of that where he's never going to be like 100% like snap guy. He has type 2, I believe. It's the, it's the lighter version where he doesn't have to really worry about it that much. He just does a shot once a week, and he's good, ready to roll. Yeah. So I, I'm going against you. I'm taking Kyle Pitts. He's, he's in an offense where they have really nothing except – except a mediocre quarterback, a mediocre receivers and below average running game. But I think Kyle Pitts will carry the whole offense. He was a rookie last year. And as we know, rookies don't really have great years, especially in the tight end position. It's a very, it's a very low rated odds that a tight end at a rookie was going to have a huge year. I think Kyle Pitts will pick it up this year. I think he'll have over a thousand yards, which isn't saying much, but I think he'll have a 10 to 12, uh, uh, um, TD, TD catches. Um, I think Kyle, for me, I, I'm taking Kyle Pitts as my number two tight end. And I believe you can probably get him in the third, third round, late, maybe even early fourth round in some of these leagues. That's a, that's where I've been drafting him. But I'm predicting Kyle Pitts, big year, big player, can win your league this year. It's one of the players that I'm telling you guys to take now. So who's your number three? Well, I'll just play devil's advocate on why I have uh, Kyle Pitts one spot lower than Mark Andrews. And really, it's because of the touchdowns. Kyle Pitts still has not scored a touchdown on American soil. And their offense is not going to be any better than it was last year. If anything, it's going to be worse. So I really just don't see him scoring double-digit touchdowns. It's not that he's not talented enough. I don't think the offense is good enough. Because last year, he was the guy, too. He was really the only guy. He was a rook. He was a rook. He was a rook. Again. That, that, that doesn't matter, though. Like, they target him a lot. In tight, the ends, zone, but tight ends are not good as rookies. The last good tight end rookie was. I'm not saying he's not going to get better. I'm not saying he's not going to get better. But I'm also saying he ain't Mark Andrews yet. He's not Travis Kelsey. That's why I have him at number three. So we're still just splitting hairs because he is number three on my list. Number three. So you have, you have, I, we talked about Pitts. Number three on my list is Andrews. There's nothing else I want to say. I think he'll, he'll get receptions. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson loves him. 
Um, it's one of his favorite receivers. Hollywood Brown's not there anymore. Um, so again, Bateman's, I think their number one receiver, which isn't saying that much. Um, you can draft Bateman in the 11th round if you want, but I mean, long story short, I It'll think we going a lot sooner than the 11th round, but yeah, I, I was just, I was just in, a, I was just in one of those best ball things yesterday and I drafted him in the 10th or 11th round. I think it was the yeah. 11th. I'll check, but, but people forget about him. He's a very forgetful receiver. People don't, especially people that aren't well-versed like you and I. I, I think I think Andrews will have a big year also. I think with any of these three guys, you can't go wrong. But Kelsey, for sure, is, is the top dog this year. Um, and I think if Kelsey rolls, Kansas City rolls. And if you draft him, you have a huge advantage on your, on your on your opponent because they don't have a tight end like Kelsey. So there you go. That's the reason you draft Kelsey compared to some other people. Who's your number four tight end? I got Darren Waller, the baller there, Love and uh, I'm probably not going to be drafting him anywhere because I'm nervous about him uh, health-wise. He just He's one of those guys who gets a lot of different injuries, and so I, I'm personally probably not drafting him there. These rankings are assuming health, um, so if he stays healthy, I really think he's going to be back to top four you know, status again and probably finish like just behind the Kyle Pitts if Kyle Pitts can put up some decent uh, touchdown numbers. Yeah, Waller last year, I don't have him as number four. I took Kittle, but Waller, he had great games, and then he was invisible for some games. There were some games we that didn't fall yeah. at all, and it drove me crazy as a Waller owner and some of my league. So I, I, I'm not going to be jumping up and down about Waller this year. I think with the addition to Adams and his getting a lot of attention from, from the best, you know, he'll be covered by the best cornerback they have and maybe double teamed even. Um, so Waller should be more open uh, compared to last year, I assume. Um, hopefully um, Carr will find him and, and get him more targets. And like you say, with him, it's a health thing. And I mean, he has great, great ability. I mean, this guy can catch anything. He has speed. He can block. He can wear it. He's great. I have Kittle as my four. I know Trey Lance is the quarterback. People are kind of fearful of Trey Lance being the quarterback with, with the tight end. I don't know why. But Kittle had some huge games last year. Then he was invisible also. Another guy fell. I don't know what happened. But I know he was hurt. He got hurt. Another guy could get – every year he gets hurt, the past two years at least. Um, I remember sitting in – he's in the skybox wearing street clothes, yelling and screaming, and they always show him in the, on TV. But my number four is Kittle. But, again, I, I, I do like Waller a lot too. I have him in a bunch of leagues. Who's your number five? Kittle. Yeah. And I mean, uh, both guys, I mean, Waller and Kittle there. I mean, it's all about the health, you know, with those guys. And um, if it was still Jimmy, I'd probably have Kittle over Waller, but yeah, the, uh, the Lance, you know, coming in and us just not really seeing exactly the rapport. That's why I flip flopped Waller and Kittle. They're both still in the same tier for me. Six. Schultz. Schultz. Uh, it's crazy how much uh, people are really disrespecting Schultz. I mean, he was the number three tight end last year. They lose CD lamb. Uh, it's been a part of the Cowboys MO to be pepper in the tight end, you know, forever. So um, I, I don't think his ceiling is as high as Waller or Kittle if they are healthy for the entire season, but he's literally like the next guy for me right after those guys. Cause his, his ceiling is there. Um, I, I just don't see him as like, a potential 15, 14, you know, touchdown guy. Uh, maybe he'll crack uh, a thousand yards, but probably about it. I agree with you with Cooper leaving. He's a Brown now. And I think CD lamb is their number one, which he never was the number one ever in Cowboy history. Obviously Schultz, I think will have a big year. Dak Prescott will stay healthy. 
Hopefully, and if Dak stays healthy, Schultz will have a huge year. Um, he'll be a big target. And I, I, if I had Schultz as one of my fantasy guys, I, I would I would not blink twice and starting him every week. He's one of these guys you got to start every week. And I did take him in best ball in a bunch of leagues because he another guy that seventh, eighth, ninth round guy. People were not drafting him that that early. I mean, right. people were looking over him, and that could be one of the problems with Schultz is like no one no one really talks about him or drafts him that high and that's a great problem to have because that's when you and I swoop in and take him uh who's your number uh seven number, I think was seven yep number seven I got Dallas Goddard at number seven even with AJ Brown coming over that's just going to mean more single one-on-one coverage you know for him and most of what they do, I mean, it, it works through the tight end. So I think Dallas Goddard is going to be uh, real awesome to have again this year. I do not have Goddard. I have Zach Ertz because it hurts. Um, he's in Arizona. As we know, Hopkins is not playing the first six games, I believe. Um, so he'll be looking for Hertz, Ertz a lot longer. I say Hertz, Ertz. Um, God, do you think it was confusing when he played in the Eagles and was Hurts to Ertz? Uh, <laughs> it was very confusing. So I, I feel Zach Hurts will have a big year this year. Um, I think he knows the playbook now, obviously. He was traded, was it last year he's traded to the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah. Um, I, I believe he'll 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 adapt to it. I think he'll be one of these guys that will probably have 40 to 50 yards a game with a touchdown, um, sprinkle in there once in a while. Yep. So I, I think Zach Hurts, if you need a tight end and you're not drafting a tight end that early, like we, the guys we just talked about, I don't think he's a bad replacement, but he's not going to really win you any leagues, but he's not going to lose you any leagues either. So he's one of these average guys. Who's your eight? Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. About him. Who's your number nine? I got Dawson Knox in there. Um, not really a volume guy. But um, just listening to some of the stuff, they got that tight end university or whatever that they do every year with like uh, uh, Greg Olson and Kittle and you know a couple other people are getting behind it. And um, they said Dawson Knox was a standout last year. He's standing out this year. And um, yeah, he just needs to stay healthy because uh, he was on fire last year. He gets hurt and then he's just not targeted as much as he was before that. But now yeah, with I mean, uh, Beasley gone, maybe. I, like Knox. I have, I actually have Hunter Henry. Um, okay. For the Patriots, I think Hunter's somebody. I remember when he played in uh, for the Chargers, a big target there, big target for uh, Jones in uh, New England. I I feel again, if you're drafting Hunter Henry, starting on your team, you're not going to win leagues, but you're not going to lose games. But he's a solid tight end, and he's some leagues he's not even drafted. So there you go. Um, it's a but if you have him on your team, it's a good start. And there's a bunch of other tight ends I wouldn't want to have, but I'd rather have Hunter Henry. Who's your number 10? At number 10, I got Mike Gesicki. Him and Tua, they really got some rapport together like towards the end of the season, but then Gesicki like got hurt. And uh, so everything kind of stopped like right at the end there. But uh, yeah, especially with adding a guy like Tyreek Hill, um, him and Waddle on the same team. That means that a lot of these teams are probably going to be playing the two high safety not to let them get uh, behind them. And then who's going to be the beneficiary? Mike Gesicki with all the underneath work. Gesicki, I just want, I don't have him in my top 10, but I just want to say he's somebody that like, he'll score a touchdown and you're looking, you're looking at your team. Like, you know, you don't have him, but you're hoping your opponent doesn't. And for some reason, every year when he scored, my opponent had Mike Gesicki. 
So <laughs> it's somebody that, yes, you should draft him. No, you should not draft him early. But if you start him, I he's a guy that will get 30, 30 40, 50 yards and a touchdown more than once. I mean, he'll do that eight, nine, ten times a, a, a year. In oh, games. yeah. I mean, this guy is loves to catch the ball. And I like you said, having having um, these speed burners on both sides will open up the middle tremendously for the tight end. And I think he'll have, I think it's going to benefit a lot having Hill on that team. Oh yeah. Um, I like Noah Fant. I, he was uh, used to be a Bronco. Now he's a Seattle Seahawk. Um, I don't even know who the Seahawk quarterback is. I, I guess they're going with uh, Geno Smith right now. But yeah. I, when when you're going with a quarterback that's, a, that's not a big arm, Geno Smith or Drew Locke, that both of them have their arms are just average at best. So they'll be dumping a lot to the tight end. Noah Fant. No press. I mean, whoever his PR person is should be fired because uh, you never hear about him that much. But he huge years. I mean, he huge, huge target, great hands, um, you know, just guy that shows up to work with his lunchbox. This guy is solid. And again, if you draft him as your backup tight end, if you're in a 10 team league, you can draft him probably as a backup tight end. Not a bad guy to have on your team just in case your tight end goes down. But again, um, He's another guy that it's not going to be a huge yard gaining guy, but he'll score a touchdown here or there. So any tell me about any sleepers you have worth the tough for the tight end position that's worth drafting that you'd say, okay, I've I've kind of messed up. I forgot to take a tight end and it's my turn to draft and I need a tight end. Who's out there that you would take like like that for sure would be available in the twelfth round? I got three guys who uh, you could just take like all the way at the end and you kind of just hope for the best either way because you're just putting it all the way until the end either way. Uh, first one is going to be Evan Ingram going over to the Jaguars, getting over there with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And if we remember Doug Peterson, you know, at the Eagles, that's when they started all these two tight end sets and, you know, really going after the tight end. It was a point of emphasis, you know, on their squad. Uh, second is going to be Austin Hooper. They pretty much, do, I mean, they don't have, you know, a lot of the guys that they had there before. He's really the only one there, you know, in the tight end spot. I mean, I know they got that guy Pruitt, you know, and a couple of the other guys who like should be like four string tight ends, you know, on other teams, but they never really replaced uh, Johnny Smith. So I feel like Austin Hooper is actually the legit replacement for Johnny Smith. And I, I feel like he could flirt with double digit touchdowns because they really aren't going to have like a lot of red zone threats outside of Derrick Henry. And, you know, I mean, they're not going to give it to him every single time, you know, they get on the goal line. And um, the last one is going to be Cameron Brait. I know that um, I know they signed someone Kyle Rudolph or something like that. I'm not too worried about that. Brait's just going to be one of those guys who should be solid enough three to five receptions, you know, a game, maybe a couple red zone targets, you know, here or there. I like Bray. OJ Howard is a Buffalo Bill. He's no longer on Tampa Bay. And as we know, Gronk retired. He might be back, but who knows with that guy? We, we can't count on it. But I think Brady likes Bray. I mean, Brady likes yeah. the program. That's a great, great, great idea. I also like Tyler Higby of the, uh, of the Los Angeles Rams. I know he had some zero games, like one catch and five yards, but he also had some huge games too. He had one game where he had more than one touchdown. Um, so again, um, those are our sleepers. Any any tight ends you're trying to stay away from? 
TJ Hawkinson. I'm really not I'm really not buying into the hype of TJ Hawkinson. He has he's had a couple good games. And I mean he did have, you know, the one season where he had like eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns, you know, with Matthew Stafford. But Jared Goff has never really been a guy who throws to the tight end a lot. He gets hurt a lot. I, I mean, that's another thing. You know, I mean, I just I feel like I don't want to really be banking on the Detroit Lions, you know, too much at all. And yeah, I don't want a guy like TJ Hawkinson because he's so good that you don't want to replace him if he does bad because you have to draft him, you know, kind of high. He's usually going as like the sixth or seventh. You Six know, or seven is like four or five in some of these leagues. He's way overrated. You're 100% right. There's a bunch of guys I'd rather have before him. And like you said, golf is not, he doesn't check down to him ever. Uh, he'll change the play. If it's a play for him, he'll change it. Uh, for some reason, he hates throwing to him. And I, I there's like, a bunch of all the tight ends we mentioned, I'd rather have them except for him. So, what do you think about uh, Antonio's question? He said, What do you think of uh, Hurst as a sleeper? I mean, again, he's a guy you take in the last round. Uh, I mean, you know, he'll he'll catch the ball, but he's not gonna have any big games. What's your opinion? I mean, uh, well, he's going to Cincinnati now, you know. I mean, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something different. I mean, I know that Burrow hasn't really been thrown to the tight end too often. I mean, he is one of those last round, you know, guys. But I mean, if I'm putting an extra guy into those three that I had, I mean, he'd be a guy that I'd throw in there. If I'm punting tight end all the way, kicking it down the street, kicking the can, yeah. you know, down the street as far as I can, he might be one of those guys I try. I mean, I, I kind of know Cincinnati's playbook, especially with Burrow, and they probably throw the tight end maybe three or four times a game. Yeah. And um, last year's tight end, I can't pronounce his name. Um, but he he had some huge games. I mean, he had some big touchdown games, but he's no longer there. They He signed, I believe, with the Jets. Um, but now with Hurst, He'll get the ball, but again, Higgins, Chase, uh, Boyd, Mixon. I mean, these guys are going to score touchdowns. I don't see Hurst in that mix, so that's our answer for him. Another guy I like is, uh, you know, that no one's drafting because he's on the PUP list is a tight end for Green Bay. Um, his name escapes me, but you probably know it. Uh, um, what's his Robert name? Robert Robert Tunyon. Tunyon, Mr. Robert Tunyon. He's on the PUP list. No one's talking about him. Uh, Rogers loves him. And I think he's he's somebody, he's another great sleeper that I like also. I've been drafting in a lot of leagues just as a second string tight end, not to start. But he, remember like there was a streak where he had like six or seven touchdowns in a row in games. I mean, there was a yeah. huge streak going on. And even you were like looking on the waiver wire list, seeing if, if he's available and you're like, I know you were. And, and he he's somebody that, Rogers loves, so might as well draft him and see what happens. I know he's he supposedly in practice. He's like running up and down the sidelines, so he's not that hurt. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about him too. I think he'll have a pretty good year if he's healthy. Let's talk something we, that you implementing in your fantasy leagues. Instead of starting defenses, you're starting individual players, about three of them, let's say, that you start. And the reason you're doing this is just to get away of the old format that the old men are playing. You rather have an individual that's that stats are based on touchdowns, not that many, but tackles, um, interceptions, even even like sacks. I mean, all, all those are stats when it comes to defensive players. Um, and I want to hear your opinion and who you were drafting. And is it better to take a linebacker, defensive end, 
safety, quarterback. What positions do you look at? What's the best points when it comes to defense? You're the expert on this. I do a little, I dab in it. I'm, I'm going full steam in it this season, but I've, I've done leagues with defensive players. I've always been a linebacker guy. I played linebacker in high school. And and I always love linebackers because they can inter- get the interception. They get a lot of tackles. And there you go. But I mean, I'm curious. I want to hear your top 10. I can't wait for this. And I also want to hear your opinion, like what position you look at the most when it comes to defense. Yeah. Well, first off, I just got to say, it's not just the old men uh, who are, you know, who have been playing since like the nineties or whatever. I mean, IDP has been around eighties right here. Eighties. Yeah. I mean, even when, you know, the original league was created by like the, uh, the front office of the Raiders, they did have, um, they, they did have some, uh, some defensive players in there, but it's just like, you know, along the way, the team defense concept, you know, to make things a little easier for the casual fan came along and everyone kind of went behind that. But I've been playing since 2006, and the first league I played in was an IDP league. So I've just never played. Um, I've never played any other way until recently, you know, with the team defense stuff. But uh, yeah, like Antonio said, it's definitely the linebackers because they're going to be coming out with uh, probably the most tackles, you know, on the team. They can make the big plays, like you said, like with the sacks and interceptions. And um, the guys who I have at one and two are going to be Roquan Smith and Jordan Brooks. So both middle linebackers, Ooh. both the guys who, I mean, should be putting over, you know, triple-digit solo tackles. And there's really not a lot of guys who can get triple-digit solo tackles outside of the middle linebackers. I mean, over 100 total tackles, yes, but those are the guys who uh, I'm just all about. But then so, okay, they're good. So I, I always thought like T.J. Watt would be like because he's all pro and everybody loves him and he gets a lot of time. So he's not for fantasy. He's not your number one or number two guy, uh, obviously. So even though well, like, yeah, well, it de- it depends because if you're playing on sleeper, he could be my number one guy. Oh, okay. But um, I, I'm just assuming that everyone listening may not be playing on sleeper. But on sleeper, he has linebacker and defensive line eligibility. On a lot of these other platforms, he's just a linebacker and that's it. But on sleeper, he's like a cheat code. He's like having a running back and being able to put him into your tight end slot. Love it. Like like Debo with, with running back and wide receiver. Uh, so who's your number three? TJ Watt. And then I have Micah Parsons at number four. Now, if we're playing on sleeper, TJ Watt, Micah Parsons, they could be a little bit higher because both of them fall in the, the dual eligibility category where you can put both of them in at defensive line. And they're just so much better than anybody who we'd have after that, it's just not even close. So Parsons, I fell in love, I fell in love with him watching um, watching uh, that Hard show on HBO, Hard Knocks, and his mom goes to every game. I love her too. I mean, he's a Penn State linebacker. This guy is not good. He's great, and he was great as a rookie. And I, I didn't know if it was going to like he'll be such a big star so quickly, but he really is. And he's somebody. I agree with you. I mean, he's somebody I would take in the top four. I mean, he's that good. I mean, he's just going to get better, as we all know, and he'll get more tackles. He'll be more involved. And let's say, you know, his teammate Diggs, who had all those interceptions, are you looking at that, too, at interceptions, too, or do you stay away from guys that get a lot of interceptions but don't really get tackles? What's your theory on that? I stay away from the guys that get a lot of interceptions. I mean, Diggs was kind of like the exception last year because he had so many interceptions. But usually guys are not getting 10 interceptions, you know, like maybe there's one or two guys who get over eight interceptions in a season, but that's not a stat that you could chase. You know, it's yeah, just I really agree. not. 
Okay, you so can... five and six, go. I'm going C.J. Mosley, and I'm going Devondre Campbell. So C.J. Mosley, a lot of people forgot about him because he gets hurt in 2019. He opts out in 2020 for COVID, which was a smart move, let his ACL tear, you know, heal for one more year, and then just comes back on, like totally destroyed it last year, like over 100. I, I believe it was over 100 solo tackles and just the scheme that they run for the Jets, and he's just like he's the quarterback of that defense, and he's not going anywhere. And let me just remind that, you know, if, if your defense plays like on the Jets, like you just mentioned, that's a good thing because your defense is out there a lot more than your offense. Like on, on, on Jacksonville, the Jets, the Giants, all these bad teams, your defense is out there a lot. Your offense isn't isn't holding the ball that much. And that, that's what you want is you want your defense to be out there as much as possible. So you get points, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the more time you're on the field, the more shots you have at uh, getting tackles. I mean, that's really the way I look at it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why you're not drafting many, like, let's say, Kansas City Chiefs or Bengals or Rams even. You know, you're not drafting that many because it's ball control. And they hold the ball for a long time when they're driving down the field. And those are the teams you don't want to get players on. Um, So who's your seven and eight? So I got Darius Leonard at number seven and then Foy Olakun at number eight. Now, if Darius Leonard was, you know, 100% good health-wise, you know, he'd probably be a little bit higher than what I have him right now. He did take a little bit of a hit when DeForest Buckner went over there. Now he's not like, you know, the best guy in the front seven, you know, all the time. DeForest Buckner, I mean, he's a force to be reckoned with. So him being as good as he is took a little bit away from Darius Leonard. Foy Olakun, if he was still on the Atlanta Falcons, I might have him like in the top two. He was so good last year. He was the number two uh, linebacker last year in um, in IDP one two three scoring, and it's because just like you said about the Jets, it was that exact same way with the Falcons <laughs> last year. They're always on the field, and he was just a tackling machine. I so mean, he's with again, Jacksonville now, so we yeah. can still use the same logic, you know, yeah. with. Um, a bottom 15 offense, let's just say. So, so when you're drafting a defensive player, you look at the team they play on, obviously, and you, if they have a high-octane offense, you kind of stay away from it, I imagine. Because No, not necessarily, no, because, okay. um, I mean, uh, I mean, Micah Parsons, you know, I mean, I guess that's a high-octane, you know, offense. Uh, Green Bay with Devondre Campbell. I mean, Darius Leonard, you know, I mean, that may not be the highest octane, but, I mean, really great. And then uh, my number nine is Bobby Wagner, and uh, where's, where's he, Bobby? Where's Bobby playing this year? He he, um, older linebacker, eleven in Seattle. Where, where's he playing now? Rams. That's right. During last season, he went, he went to the Rams. You're right. Yeah. Well, um, it was this. It was this off season he went to the Rams. Off season. I mean, that that's a big sign for LA. Obviously, um, he'll be the team leader. I'm sure in tackles. Uh, won't be in sacks though. Uh, right. They, they but he's not a big sack guy, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll he'll have a hundred tackles. That off that defense will make him be the guy that makes the tackles. It makes sense. Um, the Rams, God, they just all they do is get better and better every year. And they also it's unbelievable. Allen Robinson. Now they have Wagner. I forgot about Wagner, and they have one of the best DBs in the league too. So they're, they're stacked. Uh, who's your number ten? I got Eric Kendricks at number 10. Um, assuming he doesn't move from Minnesota, if he moves from Minnesota, you know that I'm going to end up uh, having to move him probably outside of the top 12. But whenever he's healthy, he's just like a top 10 guy. And um, last year, uh, he, he was either 10 or 11. He was just right like inside it. And I think he still missed one or two games. Um, year before that, he was like the number five. 
um, linebacker in like week 12 or whatever before he got hurt and missed like the rest of the season or whatever it was. But yeah, he's uh, he's a beast and they use him the right way in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, he had games 10, 11, 12 tackles a game. And those are the guys you want because usually in these leagues, a tackle is one point. A sack is usually one or two points, I imagine. It just depends how you do it and interceptions. Some leagues, I know, go all the way to five. But if you score a touchdown on defense, it's six. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, so when, when, you're, when you're drafting your defense, do you kind of mix it up with linebackers, defensive backs, or do you just take the best player available? It's best player available. I mean, uh, the position scarcity at defensive line is kind of real. Um, there's really just like a couple guys at the top who are like really worth paying up for. Outside of that, I mean, I just know I can get value at, uh, at the IDP spots, even if I wait. Um, and then DBs, I mean, there's so many of them, you really don't have to jump for, um, for really any of the top ones. So linebacker, I feel like these top 12, top 15 guys, like those are the guys who really uh, give you an advantage. They really do. And do, do you draft a lot of rookies on defense sometimes or you stay away? Not in redraft leagues. And uh, uh, I mean, those guys, I'll just wait and see if, um, you know, if they if we get them off the waiver wire, you know, great. But you never really know how these rookies are going to do. Unless you're Mikel Parsons of Dallas. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he was good every single game, you know, but. Yeah, he definitely paid uh, paid back on whatever yeah, draft yeah, capital he was. He was okay, so year. so again, I'm excited to do a lot of leagues with defensive players. Get rid of the get rid of the team defense. That's get old men. Old men. Go go to the new school. Uh, so next week, I want to talk about this. Tell me if you like these subjects. Hand. I want to talk about handcuffs, not handcuffs the cops do, but handcuffs when it comes to running backs. And what, what, why is it a positive thing to get handcuffs in the draft? And why is it could be negative? But I'm more of a positive guy. My first handcuff, I'll tell you what it was. Walter Payton, Otis Anderson. That's old I am. Old, Walter, I was, I was actually in like high school and I was doing this. But uh, Walter Payton, I got his handcuff of Otis Anderson um, because Payton went down. And I had Otis Anderson in a huge year. It was great. And then, you know, I had like the Bronco days with Terrell Davis. I got his yeah. handcuffs. I mean, it's important that you get these handcuffs. And we'll talk about it next week because I think it's a subject people don't want to talk about because you're talking about your best running back going down and people will be in denial. Well, he's not getting hurt. I don't need a handcuff. Yeah, you do. And this is why. And this is why you – I mean, the, the most famous one for me was the running back for Pittsburgh. Um, what's his name? Who went uh, – he's a boxer now. And he uh, – um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, who's the boxer now, he went down. D'Angelo Williams. I don't know if you remember him. He was the backup. It was like in his twilight of his career. I mean, his career was like over 32 years old. No one drafted him barely. Bell went down. Guess what Ross the boss did? I took him like every league. I had him. And he had huge years, huge games, huge games that year. Unbelievable. And it won my league. So, it's important to get a handcuff. We'll talk about it. Who you should draft as a handcuff? Who you should stay away? That's what we'll talk about next week because I feel that's that's a subject that can win your league. And we're here to destroy, make you a destroyer. I want you to destroy your league, not win your league, destroy your league. And I think the handcuff subject we'll talk about, and we'll and we'll and also also want to talk about super draft, super super flex leagues, and how you should handle the draft and tiers. We'll talk about tiers, quarterback tiers. And, and how you should work all that together. Um, it's a subject that I know you know very well. 
and oh, we'll yeah. talk about it next week. I'm Ross the Boss. This is the Hustler, and we love talking fancy football with you. Peace out.